When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TLC 2019. It's December 15th, 2019. The last WWE pay-per-view of the decade of the 2010s. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary, here to talk about everything tonight. Uh, Matt, as as a defining moment in WWE closing out the decade, what did you think of tonight's pay-per-view? I didn't know. I didn't know about all that. Yeah. Um, closing out the decade. I, I didn't think of it that way. Um, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I thought there was really good spots in this. A lot of good conclusions of matches. You knew that it, it wasn't brain surgery to predict the women were going to crush tonight's match. Yeah. Especially with Becky and Charlotte. Um, the Kabuki Warriors were made even more, I thought. Um, the Bray Wyatt stuff was excellent. Daniel Bryan, all that stuff was great. They did a good job of centering the show around the right people, I felt. Next up with Roman Reigns, yeah, he finished the show technically, but nobody cared. Like, it, it didn't steal the limelight away from the people. The show should have been around. Huh, that's interesting. I actually thought I, I was uh, completely opposite. I thought the first two matches were good, and then I thought the pay-per-view kind of sucked. Um, you didn't like that main event match? No, I thought it was sloppy as hell. Uh, I think Kyrie got concussed or something earlier on because she – you know, she she cannot. She just didn't. She seemed off. Uh, you know, like Charlotte couldn't get her up for the power bomb. Like yeah. you could see that Kyrie was uh, something happened. Uh, I don't know if when the chair when she was throwing the chair and it hit her in, uh, in the face. If if she got Dude, they loopy. went to hell and back seven different times during that match. They worked their asses off, but it was things kill everything they they did out there. The guys could not. I'm not bullshitting you. I would. I couldn't do that. I'm telling no, you right no. Now, I mean, look, they take a bump on a ladder. You, it kills you. It, 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 it injures you for sure. Uh, I mean, no doubt they they went through hell in that, but it was sloppy as hell. Uh, you know, I, I you got to watch it again. Did you not hear the crowd change? They yeah, were silent. Becky I mean, they would. Charlotte. No, I'm Becky and Charlotte. They booed them. Yeah, they, they did boo them again because the job was done. Two that, young women were made tonight. Kabuki. That was not the intent, though. The Kabuki Warriors are the heels. That's what they won. You know, this was not a. This is not a. This was not a, a a face turn for the Kabuki Warriors. That doesn't be. That's not what the definition of being made is. Being made could be heel, face, tweener. Doesn't matter what character you are. Being made means you just got elevated to the next level, and that's what the Kabuki Warriors were tonight. Sure, but they're still the heels. I mean, Becky is your top star. And you have your fans booing her at the end. That, it, to me, that's the exactly exactly opposite of what you're trying to do. 50, no, fifty yeah. percent. If you're just staying in your little Becky two belt box, then yes. But that they have they have an organization and a show to run. AKA, we have other stars we've got to get over. So we have somebody who's red hot right now who doesn't mean jack shit. She loses in a tag match because it's a tag match. It means more that a good tag team beats two single stars. We no, no, I, I agree that the Kabuki Warriors should have won here. We got to be fair. We always get on them when we say the tag team division doesn't mean crap in that company. Well, here they took good care of them. Because let me tell you, if this was who are the two young girls that are from Australia with the first uh, women's champion? Uh, Iconics. 
Because if it was them, they would have lost in 35 seconds. <laughs> so two singles, anybody's. And they, I thought they did a good job. And also, to, to be fair, they also booed Becky and Charlotte toward the end. Go back and watch. Yeah. From weak-ass chair shots as well. That did not help their cause at the end there. Yeah, exactly. I felt like the fans weren't booing it because of the story in the match. The fans were booing because of the weak-ass chair shots and, and how sloppy it was. Well, I, I just, agree. I just, thought, I just thought Kyrie was sloppy. And just too light to be trying to put herself through a table on her own. Yeah, I, 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 I had tweeted that. I don't think she has the weight to. I mean, they yeah. tried, and it, I think they just fucked her up. You know, honestly. By Charlotte Bump, I was so pissed they didn't get that. You guys off the top rope originally, when they mm-hmm. power bombed, when uh, Oscar power bombed Charlotte off the top rope uh, through the table toward the end of that match. Mm-hmm. Again, another bump you could not pay me to take. Yeah. 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 Well, so I agree with Ernie Huben our chat room who I actually went and looked up his name because he comments so much here yeah, he uh, does. Yeah, he does. that awesome. the main event was a mess but it was fun it was a good match Dude, but there were, did, you guys not, did you not get holy crap maybe not so much out of Kyrie um, but out of Oscar intensity though personified yeah. I think at a certain point though it doesn't make sense though why they weren't wrapping it up sooner and trying to climb the ladder um, I like the rope spot. No, the I was actually spot. the rope spot was cool. I was disappointed Becky didn't pull that at the end. I thought they could have gone one more with Becky doing it to Oscar. I thought that could have gone on a little longer with the rope. Yeah, because at the end you saw Becky was in the corner. Oscar didn't take the rope with her, so the rope was still on the ladder. <laughs> Becky could have done that to her. I thought that would have been a good justification to go maybe three more minutes in the match. And at first, I did not like Bray Wyatt being Bray Wyatt, but then I don't know. Kind of did. We'll, we'll talk about all that. Uh, so, Matt, I have to ask, as someone who's had the experience, just give us the perspective on being on the receiving end of a table, going through a table, a ladder, and a chair. Which hurts the worst? What's the experience like? Tore my pectoral when Gunner, of all people, took a ladder and flatted, flattened it out so it was coming at me the skinny, wide, skinny way not like widened okay and just simply drilled it into my chest and i tore my pectoral off the bone um the the table i remember the first time i ever took one i was kind of nervous about it but my first one ever was taking a 3d uh through a table and i found it to break my fall if anything yeah that makes sense and then from that moment on i was like okay so tables are kind of i don't want to say they're easy and put them down but if they're in the ring and you take one it's pretty easy well they've changed them too remember back in the day um there was that Harley race match with Hulk Hogan that pretty much ended his career. He did that uh, headbutt to Hogan on that table, and it was like a solid wooden table that he broke through. And, and I think he had like one or two more matches after that, and he was done. But um, oh, I know what I don't know this. Yeah, they used to have those like really thick wooden tables back in the '80s, and then in the '90s, once they started making it a lot more common, they they got the the ones that you basically see today, the, the no. brown kind of um, bingo J- hall tables. Yeah, yeah. Japan. The worst tables. Right. They're skinny as hell and they're thick as hell. And they don't really break as easily. Yeah, those suck. But uh, to answer your question, I would argue a chair shot to the head. Oh, I would think that would be the worst. But all these people getting slammed on chairs. I mean, is that surface better? I've never or been worse? slammed. I got. I'm very oh, lucky. Yeah. I've never been slammed on a ladder. But every time I watch it, I'm like, how is their backs not like completely <laughs> right. tearing? There's always like little things like every now and then there'll be a mic left behind and they get slammed on that. And you would just think like if you land wrong on that, it could, it could really cause some damage. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, let's go through the pre-show. Humberto Carrillo versus Andrade. I didn't watch this, Matt. I'm assuming no. you didn't watch this. Did you I watch it, Rush? I did. Uh, it was good. Uh, but you know what? You know, booking matters. And they, they hurt Humberto. And I just think it's going to take a while for fans to get into him now because they beat him so much right off the bat. that I think fans just, as soon as he comes out, they see him as a, a not necessarily a job guy, but uh, not a superstar. And if he had won those early matches, uh, maybe not not Seth, but maybe he didn't lose like five straight to AJ. AJ. I think, that, yeah, I think the reactions would be different. Um, but it was a good match. Uh, they they kept teasing Andrade. So uh, Humberto beat Andrade, uh, and they were again. teasing Andrade, splitting up with Zelina Vega again. I just think that's such a bad idea. I hope they don't do it. So we go to the main card. We had the New Day versus the Revival in a ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Friggin' awesome. I was gonna say, Matt, for you, this was like Blue Chew, right? I mean, this was. I like was in my head. Yes, this was friggin' awesome. Yeah, this right. match was great. I, I mean, when this pay per view started off, I thought this was going to be one of those sleeper pay per views where it wasn't built well. But uh, the matches are just really strong. And, you know, I thought this and the next one I thought were really, really good. Um, I was surprised New Day won and retained here. I mean, with the revival, I just feel like they need this big crowning moment of awesome, uh, this victory. The this revival point. just I, – I, I'm fans of the revival, but they're not over realistically with the fans. You don't see fans caring that much when they come out. Um, and, and I think part of it is because of how they've been booked, you know, they're being humiliated for a while. Then they're, you know, with the Usos, with the icy hot and the, and the balls and, you know, whatnot. Yeah. And, and then when you look like that, Raj, not taking anything away from their look, yeah. but when you look like that, like you're stuck in the eighties kind of sort of physically speaking, mm-hmm. like you've got to go all in with that. You got to go fully all in with that. They don't, they make them into comedy characters. A lot of, like you just said, Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at well, I don't really see them in that light anymore. Kind of, they kind of look like dorks or well, whatever have you. Right. Um, I don't think that, but I could see fans thinking that. We're, we, I give that team like 18 lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're great in the ring, and I, I always love watching them wrestle. But ultimately, you know, fan perception is what wrestling's all about. And if they don't see them as stars, and and it's clear that they don't. I, I think this was absolutely the right call for the new day to win here, and especially with Kofi. I don't think he should be taking another loss right now. Um, so yeah, somebody wrote Eric Wells in the chat room. Wrote if the revival resigns, they are morons. Didn't they just resign? So like they're not going to be up for another three years, five years? No, no, they're. Uh, I think their contracts are up next year. What, what, you guys just told me like that's no, my example. Gallus and Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Gallus and Anderson. Because when you guys just told me like within the last eight months that they got like a $500,000 paycheck when we were arguing about what WWE superstars make today. No, they turned that down. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, boy. You got to get their phone numbers, Matt, and call them and be like, look, man, politics is good. Day job good. Out of the your money. minds. They are out of their minds. No, because once they're done, they're, once these guys are done three years early, ain't no one going to remember them. Yeah. When I'm running a city and I have kids that are growing up into something because of the shit that I do for my city, it's not even debatable. Glenn. Don't ever compare the two again. But don't you <laughs> wish you'd had th- in the past three years at 500 grand a year? I'm saying if you could go in time machine, if you had the same Slow, slow your roll. I was one of the highest paid developmental wrestlers in WWE history. I got very well taken care of. I bought my house cash, my car cash. It's pretty good. You're making yeah. half a million a year? I'd say I didn't. 
and it's tacky to talk money. Yeah. Especially in the world that I'm in now. Oh, that, yeah. I, I get where you're at now. I get where you're at now. I understand. I understand. But uh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. You were a top guy in TNA, and TNA was not doing something for my city versus fake fighting in a ring. It's not even debatable to me. No. I agree. Very interesting. Plus, you see, like, everyone that seems to be with WWE, it seems like now it's more about the money than the love. And, uh, you know, at some point, that, that catches up to you. You're going to be miserable. <clears throat> I just want to and see not everybody get it. But... I just want to see all these guys and gals get it while they can. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of my point, man. Because I, I agree with you. There are bigger, more important things in the world than fake fighting, than professional wrestling, than podcasting, than almost anything. But my goal now that we're all in our, our in our forties, we're a little older. I think you look back on those years, your twenties, your thirties, your prime earning potential. Make all that money while you can, because that way, when you figure out what matters to you and what your real passion is, what your real purpose is in life, mm-hmm. that way you don't have to worry about making ends meet and paying the bills. You've got that nest egg to rely on. So I hope all talent is able to just cash out with this run and find themselves in as good of a position as you and other wrestlers that have been able to pivot into something more meaningful. And also, it's not what you make is what you save. Yes. It, it, you know, we are at an interesting point right now because I think at, at some point, AEW is going to have to, you know, have a, a tighter budget because they are making money off of ad revenue. That's their main source of income and pay-per-view. And with ad revenue on TV shows, they have a really high DVR uh, viewership. That's not, you know, the, the prime uh, ad, you know, what they're looking for, what advertisers are looking for. Uh, they need not to waste it on certain, like, talents. Like, no offense, I keep going back to poor Brandon Color. The guy I don't know. Right. He's done nothing wrong. But, like, I hope, like, someone like that, you know what I mean? Like they don't blow all that money on that. They could have brought like somebody in two or three years from WWE that they wish they had that extra three hundred thousand dollars or whatever the hell they're paying the kid. Well, and that was Meltzer was talking about. That's the thinking now with some of the people WWE is cutting that they can free up money uh, to make sure that they're able to afford to keep the people they really want. Whereas, Meltzer didn't you know, say that. I think someone said that. Meltzer said that. But he, okay. He, yeah. But the logic makes sense regardless. Whoever said it, conventional wisdom. I mean, Whatever they're paying the ascension, they can give to AJ Styles. Dude, five hundred thousand dollars for both, uh, for for each of those two tag team wrestlers mm. that you said earlier. Like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that money could they're be better spent. On TV. Well, you know, now they are. But. It is also WWE also pays talent far less than any other sport. You know, as far as Thank the percentage you. of income, uh, you know, the percentage of the the profits going to the talent. So. Yeah. I'm all for, you know, I think it's great. I think we're in a, uh, the best part for talent right now, yeah. uh, the best time for talent. It's true. Uh, but, you know, there are some warning signs. And, and you, at some point, you got to, I don't know, either you, you, you take that money or it's a gamble because ROH is, I don't know. I, I saw that pay-per-view this past weekend. Um, there's just no buzz whatsoever for ROH. Impact. Wow forget you know people forget no. that it's on uh um, yeah. nwa their numbers have dropped steadily and i, I enjoy their show but uh, this oversaturation all this stuff is catching up and um uh, who knows how long these huge contracts will be out for cannot afford a aw fan out or flame out oh rather. yeah no for sure you cannot It'll change everything very very fast if there's no formidable competition anymore um so, yeah, this match was great tonight. I mean, the New Day won. They retained. Highly recommend this. Uh, this was a fantastic start to the main pay-per-view card. Who do you think is the uh, greatest tag team of this this century so far? I think it's either New Day or the Usos or, or the Young Bucks. It's a... I would have said Usos, but 
how many times have the damn New Day won these tag titles? <laughs> yeah. have good matches. Um, man, that's a tough one. I would have I'm, said Usos until just recently. Yeah. I think it's probably the New Day. Yeah, it has to be right yeah, on, on such a big scale. I mean, the Young Bucks are great, but this on a is big scale. Yes. Yeah, on a big young scale. Young Bucks had like five years worth, you know, of TV, AEW mm-hmm. TV. Let's say I definitely would pick them, but you could well, throw what do you call it in that? Uh, what do they call it? Lucha Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's the decade, though, the Young Bucks, I think that being able to be an independent tag team, to be able to make serious money on their own and then pivot that into AEW, I think their impact. Yeah, so how yeah do we it's that? different. That's different. Yeah, That's I agree. How do we base that? Are we supposed to, aren't we supposed to, are we supposed to be basing it on championships one um, and money made? Yeah, I, I, for money me, made. it's just consistently being as a tag team. Uh, on uh, again on a big level, you know, being seen by millions and mil- millions of people each week, and they can't compete with them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but if you look at it, we're in a predetermined uh, sport. So with what the Young Bucks did outside of that system, yeah, I think, they're more important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that being said, the New Day are great, and in fact, uh, I don't know if you guys have listened yet, but the New Day has a podcast now. Mm-hmm. First two episodes are really good, and they're getting very inside baseball about how the concept uh, of the New Day, the formation of it, the names that they rejected from creative, they are pretty great creative over the coals quite a bit on the podcast. It's very entertaining. Yeah, they talked about how creative tried to get Titus as part of the group, and they nixed that idea, and, and you know they're being completely honest and naming names, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, let's take a break. Thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Uh, little little uh, inside baseball for fans of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Blue Chew, too hot for WWE podcasts. We tried to get it on there. They were like, no, our, our audience can't handle that. Uh, but the Wrestling Inc. audience, the rest of you wrestling podcast listeners, Blue Chew, you know the deal. I today upgraded my television downstairs from 55 inches to 65 inches. And you might think, oh, that's not that big. Let me tell you, a 10-inch difference counts. You really notice it. There's just something about it you can't quite put your finger on. And let me tell you, it's the same way. You guys know what I'm talking about. You remember those days when you were good to go when you're 100%? Well, now you're a little older. Maybe you're at 70%. Maybe it's it's like a ladder match, and uh, you're just thinking, why can't I just climb the ladder and take those titles and make it happen? It's not quite working how it used to. I don't have the pep in my step, but now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence back with BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the real stuff, the science, the stuff that you know works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. So if you can benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Now, Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, but the great news is you don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line in the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You just go on the website, it's very easy. You fill out, answer a couple of questions. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're actually cheaper than a pharmacy. So you've got no awkwardness. You've got the Blue Chew sent right to your door. It's chewable. Bring that spontaneity back. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free. When you use our special promo code WINC, you're just going to pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew is the better the cheaper, the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Absolutely, and we have a lot of women that listen to the show, too. If you want uh, a good Christmas gift for the boyfriends and 
and uh, you know, enhance uh, the holidays. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a good uh, it's a good Christmas gift as well for. Uh, <laughs> back to the show tonight. While Matt just sits there shaking his head, saying he's like, "I'm doing important." His hat stuff. says Strongwood. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> And it's blue. <laughs> there you go. We tried. <laughs> we we tried with Bluetooth. We so tried let me to... let me ask yeah. you a question really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, please. You don't know the difference between your sixty-five inch TV <laughs> and your fifty-five inch. It's bigger. But you don't think it's going to be that much bigger. But then you see, you're like, that is substantially bigger. I don't sit there pondering around the room and go, "Whoa, babe, what do you think? You think it's uh because it's bigger? Of course, it's better." Yeah. You know what though? We did get a 4K TV, and I don't see much difference with that than our. Uh, it's what you're watching. It's the content. Yeah, no, but when we watch stuff in 4K, like we'll watch the Netflix stuff in 4K, and I don't see much of a difference. Football and Star Wars are like the best testers to see. Did, did you watch The Mandalorian? Oh my God! Yes. yes. <laughs> How did I not tweet you guys this? Yes. <laughs> That this night. week's episode was like some of my favorite stuff in all of Star Wars I've ever seen. I'm still three episodes behind, so I'll catch oh up. Oh my tonight. god, it's so good! So good, looks great on the larger television. WWE though is still broadcasting mm -hmm. in like 720. I mean, like mm -hmm. it's, it's not 1280. Uh, I think some of it's 1080 tonight. The, it looks oh yeah, that's my 1080. They did some upgrades, but you watch it on Fox. It looks way better on Fox. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black tonight. Uh, they've been building to this. This was a bloody match. This was a brutal match. Aleister Black picking up a very important win here. Matt, what did you think of this match? And what do you think of Buddy Murphy's showing and sort of his standing as we end the year in WWE? Great. Don't you? Really good. I mean, I feel like they were building him up for this. It seemed were, like this is what he was built. For. Yeah, this yeah. is the same thing. The John Cena 101 thing. Like someone like me would be built just to go through people and just job people out for six months, make a look like a monster and feed me to John, <laughs> you know, like they do that for everybody. Um, the, the thing with him though, is he's a really great worker, buddy Murphy, and he'll be able to, you know, not have this be the end of him or something like that. You know what I mean? He'll be able to pick right back up. He's good. He's really good. I was really looking forward to this match and really quick, just before we continue the fans in chat room, want to know if they ask, I'm sure they are. I had a blood sugar drop earlier, so I apologize. I mean, I had to eat like 10 of these lifesaver gummies. My wife told me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I just worry that WWE creative. You know, once they lose interest, they'll push you up. You do what you're supposed to, and then they lose interest in you. And I kind of, I can see them doing that with Buddy. And, yeah. and Buddy is okay. super talented. I thought this match was great, but mm -hmm. it was also had no crowd reaction. And I just felt like if this was at a takeover, it would have been freaking amazing. Why do you think that is? Because both both talents haven't really been featured featured yeah i think that the fans just don't see them as stars yet Man. and uh alistair black's been around for a while it's just been so up and down that he's just not over yet and uh you know buddy murphy he just he lacks that charisma um even though he's so good in the ring and um i mean that, that that's just honestly that's kind of where it's at i just don't see buddy getting past a certain level Has because of that it's like cedric has his promos been vanilla though? Because I, I remember him in the Roman Reigns stuff, and his little parts he played in that I thought were pretty decent, right? I mean, when's he had an opportunity to show his charisma? Well, it's also hard because you're given you have to say what you're scripted, right? So it's not like you can go out and and uh, come up with your own stuff. So, but has he had a bunch of talking opportunities or not? Not really. I mean. It, I, I can only remember like one promo, I think, and, and then it ended with like Roman, Roman kicking the crap out of him. <laughs> so, <laughs> you 
So I don't know. I I, 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 I thought this match would have been just amazing in like a takeover ring. But did, uh, yeah. the crowd reaction hurt it. But I, I, I really liked it. Was this your second favorite match? Yeah. Yeah. It, wow. In that order is New Day first. And I think, again, if the crowd was hot for this match, this would have been the first. But, you know, for me, everything makes a match. It's not just ring work. It's the crowd Finally reaction. got Glenn to quit. See ya. Good reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened there? But, um, yeah, what did you think? How did this I, rank for you on the show? I, I really I dug it a lot. I'd say this is third no fourth it was third place until the ending of bray wyatt stuff because mm. bray wyatt did not want him coming out like that i wasn't happy about that yeah yeah and i love the fans we'll get to that match i want to talk about it now but i hmm. yeah. wanted the fiend yeah no i agree um yeah, we, yeah, we'll get to it. Um, so, Glenn, I'm not sure what if he's having technical difficulties, so I'll just run us through here. Um, People were saying my video quality went to crap, so I was trying to. Yeah, I didn't know if that was your, like, if it was a Max Headroom thing you're doing. No, it looks great on my end. Let me, let me refresh it while you guys talk about this next match. I'll be right back. All right, you want to in- intro it first? Oh, sure. Uh, the next <laughs> match after result. this was the open challenge for the Raw Tag Team titles, the OC versus the Viking Raiders. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Go. I, man, I can't stand them. I'm sorry. I actually hate the Viking. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know what? There's a story here. Like, with the OC had beaten the Viking Raiders at, you know, the Saudi event. Why would you have them as a mystery opponent? There's a story that you could be telling, you know, on TV leading to this match. Like, the only team that beat the Viking Raiders are finally getting their title shot. As opposed to them being a, a mystery. And then they did the double count out, so this is going to continue. But I just I didn't like this. Mm, I, I wish... Well, I can't say the women's tag division, they're putting too much, too much, too much um, stock in it as far as making it, um, you know, ha- having lots of tag teams that are that, that are over. But the men's tag team is, the division is just trash. I'm sorry, it is. It's garbage. Um and they have this is probably I would argue the most talented roster they've had, so it doesn't make sense. It's not on the guys, that's for sure. Yeah, OC should just be steamrolling people and talking smack the next week every time. They're entertaining. I don't know what WWE thinks they're missing. They're entertaining. Street profits are entertaining. I think oh, those two yeah. teams could have a really cool feud, a fun feud. Viking Raiders, they just I, they're good in the ring. They can do a lot of cool stuff, but it takes more than that. What's the difference between them and the Highlanders? Oh man, that, that's a that's a name from the past. Rory and Robbie is that, is that I mean, what they're? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know they're a little bit bigger, or whatnot, and they do do some different moves. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the feel you get after one of their matches, how's it different? Yeah, OC. I always, I don't know. Yeah, no, the, they're yeah. A lot better. They they're good on promos. They're uh, really? they're they're interesting. Viking Raiders, when they cut a promo, it, sound, it sounds like a, a, a someone who doesn't watch wrestling scripting wrestlers, you know? Like, the just big, broody, uh, yeah. They'd be great in the 80s, early 90s, I'd even say, 91. Um, but um, don't you think it says something? Like, how did they not get the memo, WWE, that, hi, P.S., we help make AJ Styles and make him comfortable and get him to open up on the mic? That's We mm-hmm. helped with that. Right. The O.C., you know what I mean? Like, how did WWE not get that? Yeah. And go, they can get AJ over something that 
not over, but as far as over on the mic, I'm telling you right now, as a friend and someone who's watched him for thousands of years, I go back to it every episode. I feel like nobody saw this coming from him on the mic. Yeah. Nobody. Um, not because he was terrible. It just wasn't his deal. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, know what no, I mean? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's a big part of that. Yeah. And the three of them, you watch them on like a ride along or anything like that. And they're just great. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I've said it on this podcast before when they're doing the, like, uh, the interviews and they're only talking to AJ, I'm like, man, let the other guys get more in They're yes. They're really good. You can, you can make them stars. They've just resigned too. So, mm. uh, push them. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'm with you. Uh, I know the the internet wrestling crowd loves the Viking Raiders. They love War Machine, and you know uh, why though? They don't think it's corny. They're shtick. They're gimmick. I think because they can do flips in the ring, you know, and and uh, but wearing a, a freaking horn on their head. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm with being you. honest. Let's say you're on a date, right? You're and your your girlfriend's over at the house and whatnot. And she's like, hey, so I hear like wrestling. Hey, that's cool. I'll I'll watch it. And I'm like, wow, this girl's really cool. And then you start clicking through the channels, and that comes on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yes, I literally just gave you almost the quote-unquote blueprint of one of my first times with uh, my wife, Larissa, when we were first dating. I just got the TV in my dorm room, and it was Monday night, and we, like, we used to watch wrestling for pregame. That's how great wrestling was. Like Everybody did that. They did the pregames before going out to the clubs and stuff. Was they were We were always watching Nitro versus Raw. Does does Larissa does she like wrestling now? Not as much now. She thinks it's you know, she's she's part of it with me, right? So like, yeah. I, I'm sure she got worn out of it, maybe. But early on, oh my god, yeah, yeah. My wife Anjali, she in the '90s, she uh, yeah. she enjoyed watching it, and now she, I can't get her to sit through a match. Yep. <laughs> Unless it's like The Rock or, or Jericho, uh, someone like that. The Rock for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there was a spot. So they were. Promoting KFC, there was a spot where they had a, a table with KFC and the chicken, and some fans were eating chicken at the table. Um, it was really corny, but at the same time, it's really smart on WWE's part because now so many people are switching to DVR. They're not watching wrestling live. You're going to have to find other ways to make money on advertising um, because those rates are going to drop as the DVR numbers continue to rise. What the hell is going There's like nails flying up behind you. And just uh, pick a normal backdrop. Just pick black. Fine, I'll that, that's what's throwing your thing off. There. You. there. Ah, it's yeah. imprisoning me. And uh, on there, please make a meme out of that because it looked like Glenn's head was floating just slightly. Like <laughs> so we went over Viking Raiders, Glenn. Just and KFC, where I was talking about the uh, advertising. Oh, yeah. Uh, and how advertising needs to change because so many people are DVRing now, and those DVR bucks are not near as high as uh, first run, oh. if any. Like uh, that's what they're paying for is those uh, live numbers. Yeah. So where's the okay? Where's the catch? Uh, where's the rub on that though? As far as you bury your talents being stuck in these stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. You're underneath guys, right? And you should be okay. Yeah. Sadly, it's the tag team champions, and that's what they think of the tag team titles. You know, uh, it's it's it hasn't meant anything in a long time. I mean, I, when I look back at like uh, when I became a fan, and Demolition would they'd headline house shows. You know, uh, Demolition, uh, yeah, when their feud with the Powers of Pain that would be the main event of a lot of the not the A and B shows, but the C shows. But yeah. Like, dude, the Bulldogs, Heart Foundation, like, it, it was a big deal. Big yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it was what it was. I thought the KFC thing. Actually, I thought I'm really surprised they didn't go further with it. That there wasn't more food involved. They cleared the food off the table. Yeah. Before the spot. Very strange. Um, after that, we had, and uh, that was a double count out at the end there. And then we had the TLC match Roman Reigns versus King Baron Corbin. Oh, this match. Um, Say what happened real quick. Okay. So, I mean, uh, Corbin ended up winning this. Uh, Ziggler got involved. The revival was there. So, I mean, you know, Corbin looks, or uh, Reigns looks strong, right? I mean, he, but he got like triple teamed. Uh, finally, it's the like shadow. Quintuple teamed. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> crazy. He got dropped uh, into a chair with end of days. Um, I mean, but when they were showing, okay, when they were showing the buildup to this match and all the recaps, it's like this could double for a highlight reel of how much SmackDown on Fox has, has sucked uh, with the dog mascot stuff, with, you know, everything else they've done with the dog food. I just, I feel like this is just such a shitty feud um, for some really talented guys. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I guess I'm just looking to the um, ending too much versus the meat of the sandwich, if you will. Um, Corbin got over on him. You know, he has a win. I I wouldn't have called that. I, I feel like Roman has actually been losing too much on pay-per-view. He's lost to Shane, Eric Rowan. Uh, I mean, Matt, you know, a top guy, they should not be losing that much. So when you beat them, it helps make someone as opposed to, like tonight, I didn't think it helped raise Corbin at all because he needed like 50 guys to beat him. And mm-hmm. Roman, it didn't hurt him either. But if you want to make, uh, take Corbin to the next level, have him beat Roman clean. But if you're going to have him beat Roman clean, don't have him have all these other losses. So that way, when it happens, it's a big deal, and it, yeah. it you know yeah. it helps take them to the next level. There's definitely truth to that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I thought I, I liked this match until the last ten minutes when everyone started getting involved. Yeah. Um, Romans, you know, Romans probably their top babyface right now. I mean, who else is there? So when people him crap lo- on him, him losing is working in a weird way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, fans are into him. I, it's reversing the shove down their throat stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But you're right. If you're gonna save, if you're gonna save him, see that's what that's it. Though. I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they're gonna put him back on top, top. Yeah, I think so too. I, well, I mean, it could yeah. easily be him and the Fiend at WrestleMania. I think the Fiend and Brock is more intriguing and more interesting. But yeah, can you imagine Brock having to sell? He's scared like that. <laughs> yeah. God, I just I want to see that now. I want to see the Fiend like invading Brock Lesnar's farm. <laughs> you have Sable make a cameo. I don't think Brock would ever allow that. And Brock would not allow himself to be scared. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was a good point. Tammy in the chat pointed out Corbin went from the lone wolf to needing 20 guys to win. It is kind of weird that now, I mean, they weren't even referring to them as like team Corbin tonight that he's got this stable, but the guys in his stable, I don't know. I mean, not, you know, I don't think you want to brag about, Oh, I've got Dolph Ziggler and even the revival given Matt where you, you know, the way they're being portrayed uh, on TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Does nothing. Does nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just when they they they've done this before, where they'll, they'll have like a random group of guys that are helping. It, wasn't it last year where they were having a bunch of guys beating up Roman, or two years ago? Um, it, that's what this felt like. Yeah, it's I, random together. It doesn't. Nobody cares. Right. It's just finding underneath guys to 
to do this and it's going to be forgotten. I don't think this is the start of a real stable. Now, it was reported oh. in The Observer, or uh, Meltzer reported that there are plans for Drake Maverick to start managing Corbin. Um, hmm. Oh, so, I like that. Could, that could be interesting. I think, personally, I think if Corbin dropped the goofiness, like the uh, the crown and the and the cape, and uh, and went to more of like a Bully Ray kind of heel, like how Bully Ray was in TNA, like really just serious but in your face, annoying but serious. He doesn't need help talking whatsoever. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He's great on the mic. He's gotten really good. So if you drop the silliness, you know, him him doing dog puns and stuff like that, make him more make him more serious. And and, and that's why I'm saying Bully Ray, because Bully Ray would do that where he wonder what WWE's thinking that as well. Yeah. I mean, okay, so let's take basic heel psychology. The idea with Corbin is we portray him like this, and, oh, you really want to see him get beat up. You really want to see somebody sock it to him and see him as the butt of the joke. But I just feel like with the humor, um, he is very talented. He is very good at what he does. But the material they're giving him, it's it's like that go-away heat. I just I just don't want to watch this. It's that. They call it the X-Pac heat. But, yeah. Yeah. Which is tough because he is—he's—he's he's done an amazing job, uh, especially given the shit that they've given him to work with. Uh, so Corbin won that. Then we went to the Universal Title match: The Miz versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, this tonight we got Sweater Bray coming out to the Firefly Funhouse music, and it was crazy to me to think that this guy has had the best 2019 of any WWE superstar, easily the male wrestler of the year within uh, the main roster. But could you imagine trying to explain to a non-wrestling fan, the guy coming out looking like a demented uh, Husky Mr. Rogers to this music is is the top yeah. guy? Well, say what you want. The, the reaction he got was pretty telling, I thought. I, I didn't like it. It's not my cup of tea. Um, I prefer The Fiend, just like we preferred, uh, what's his name? Um, Fergal, um, yeah, the, the demon, the demon, same thing. Um, but um, I, I ended up really liking this segment a lot. I really ended up really digging it. I loved him selling and laughing the entire time. Michael Cole kind of ruined it at times for me in the beginning. He's walking up and down the. This guy's been known to walk up and down the aisle and say, "Hey, buddy," to everybody. Shut up, Cole. How do you know that? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, when did I miss him come out as Bray Wyatt like that? Yeah. Like, how do you know, Cole? This is supposedly the first <laughs> time coming out to, you know, a ring walking down the aisle. How do you know that, Michael? Like, like, shut up. Right. Yeah, this is the first time he's been out in the crowd as as Bray since the, the Firefly Funhouse. It felt contrived, obviously. And Cole's sticking stupid talking points in. Don't ruin him. Yeah. Don't talk. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a little old school at times. And I think if you're the world champion, you should look like a world champion. And when he came out in that sweater... Again, Glenn, your point, like if there are people watching at your house, they're watching The Fiend. Anyone watching, it's like, man, that dude is, that's intense. That dude's scary. You're watching a guy in a sweater and they're like, oh, that's the world champion. Remember when you were a kid, you used to watch Hulk Hogan, Macho Man? This guy in the sweater, that's the, he's holding that title. Well, you know, or he's supposed to be on the same level as that title. But once he took that sweater off and he just had that, you know, the the t-shirt, it, it worked for me. I thought Bray, I think Bray is just a genius. Miz, I think, sucks in this role. Um, him coming out in that goofy outfit, doing the pointing when Bray is, you know, invading his home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
go back for people in the chat who weren't fans in the uh, 80s and 90s go back and look at the macho man jake the snake stuff that was personal over you know jake the snake like touched elizabeth and you look at those promos and look at how intense and that's what miz should be doing and miz is just bad in this role he's it's just not what he's for he did it well once the bell right before the bell rung but he screwed up in his entrance i agree man it's hard to take him serious as in that for me at least it's hard for me to take him seriously in that role i bet you daniel bryan could do great in that part but the miz not so much i love daniel bryan's new look yeah. yeah, cool DB. I like it. Although I'm sad if this is the end with the Miz. I was really hoping we got Bray on the new season of Miz and Misses with just him and Maurice for an episode or two. But that wouldn't be shown until like eight months down the line. I know that's the problem. It's <laughs> such a good story, though. Can we just say though that was awesome that they, they showed last week's recap on um, uh, uh, how he took over and invaded their home mm-hmm. yeah. in the baby's crib again? That's just so damn eerie. Yeah, that was but, really well done. Yeah. Again, I think Miz, we, he, we've shown he could be intense. That promo he did with Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack. That's the kind of thing he should be cutting on, on Bray Wyatt. But anyway. The problem with them continuing this is if you watch all of those movies, the whether you have the stalker, the peril situation, ultimately the good guy wins. And with Daniel Bryan, I mean, that's not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. Bray should be victorious well this isn't continuing this yeah. was just a way to not do uh bray wyatt versus daniel bryan yet so they want to save that so now they're going back to dan bryan as we saw at the end of this yeah so bray won pretty easily and then we saw the fiend come up on the screen uh bray was like what the hell's going on um then the lights didn't go off fully but uh uh shadowy figure well know, real quick he... and and this is to matt's point about michael yeah. cole bray wyatt grabbed that giant mallet and Michael Cole's like, what is that? What is that? When he had used that same mallet at the Hell in a Cell. Like, you know, uh, either Michael Cole didn't watch that match. can't remember if he was on commentary for it. But uh, it's like, dude, Michael Cole, shut up. He's used that before. It's not a it's not a mystery. He didn't go to the Jim Ross school of learning when the F to lay out. As no. I'm sure. No. Uh, so attacked by Daniel Bryan. In a hoodie, Daniel, uh, no hair anymore. And he looks like he did 10 years ago. Yep. Amazing uh, what a difference a haircut can make. He looked uh, like, yeah, American Dragon Daniel Bryan, but with a little more facial hair. And yeah. he got some offense in on Bray, but then the lights went out and Bray disappeared. Mm-hmm. There you go. It, it, it freshens Daniel Bryan up. Um, I always like Daniel Bryan's look with the hair and the beard, but uh, you know this does freshen him up, and it, it gives his character a, you know, a, a change. What they did tonight, just to put Bray over a bit more, this is how he can continue being the top superstar in 2020 if we get the Mr. Rogers, Firefly Funhouse Bray. If sometimes we get the Fiends, maybe we get the Muscle Man Dance Bray. I want the Muscle Man Dance Bray. He's my favorite yeah. one. Yeah. Get him uh, in the beret with the the paint, uh, you know, the paintbrush out there. But I think by making his character more dynamic, this was the problem with the demon. It got so predictable. Finn loses or uh, doesn't get a clean, easy win as himself. He becomes the demon. He wins at the pay per view. If Bray can become this cast of characters, I think that like there's no limit on how high this guy can go. The fiend is where the money is at, though. Yeah, but it'll get boring if you see. In fact, I think the fiend was already getting boring. Like, well, you gotta you gotta use it um, sparingly. Kane and Undertaker were, especially Kane, were, exactly. willing, were eventually able to do it. You know what I mean? And Kane wore the full mask, can't see any of his facials, you know, things like that. Didn't even talk on top of it. And you would think the Michael Myers routine would get old, you know? But he 
would get injured somehow at the right time sometimes and take time off or that they did a really good job with him ultimately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Taker, I you do it with him. Yeah. Taker, I think when you'd first see that gimmick, you'd be like, this isn't going to last more than a couple of years because it's so one dimensional. But right. once you can take that into other areas, you know. So let's hope they do. And then, Glenn, to, to your point, they can sprinkle it in. And when I say sprinkle it, I mean like what we saw from Bray tonight since the beginning of the introduction of what's his name? Um, the Fiend on day yeah. one all the way to now with us just getting this one-off appearance, not one-off, but one appearance by Bray Bray Wyatt, normal Bray Wyatt. I can take this, and this is a good little thing to break it up a little bit. And what was awesome, though, and you heard the crowd, and I'm worried about our society again, when the crowd is chanting, let him in, let him in. Oh, my God. I was like, what are they saying? I go, they're horrible people is what they are. They're telling them that. Let Satan in. Like, they're terrible people. Well, see, this <laughs> is... laughing my ass off. <laughs> and I think the storytelling failed here with The Miz because they were not into The Miz at all. They were not looking for The Miz to get his revenge. Um, oh, and God. They were into Bray. Lord, no. Don't we just... I mean, they try. I got, you got to get... Okay, we got to give him a little bit of crap for trying to give us a little bit of a storyline versus just him steamrolling somebody just for yeah. the hell of steamrolling somebody, which is kind of what he did. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He needed to be on. They needed a connector to him and Daniel Bryan to get to the end of that match, essentially, is the way I, I, I see it. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad we got a different version tonight and tonight only. At first, I hated it. I didn't like him coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, I don't know. It grew on me because I watched him, how he wrestled differently and just took an ass kicking the entire time, him being Bray and laughing the yeah. whole time. He was getting stiff. He was getting stiffed all over that ring, and he's kept having to laugh. And uh, I don't know. I thought that was different. I thought that was some something. Yeah. I it well can Cape Fear that you know I was gonna kind of bring that point um, up that Cape Fear is a good example, man. What you're saying, like people Mouthful chanting the of bad blood guy. laughing. But here's the difference, though, man. It's like and he Bray, was the heel, right? When well, he's yeah. uh, he's the baby face is paying like five guys to beat up the heel in Cape Fear. And the heel beats them all up, and is like, and the babyface is hiding behind a, a trash can or whatever it was. But here's I mean, the difference was... to Cape Fear, though. <laughs> Cape Fear, De Niro's character is like, "Ooh, this is weird and creepy," and I'm into it. And then the scene with Ileana Douglas happens, where it's like violent and dark. You're like, "Okay, no, this is effed up. He's the bad guy. He's the villain." Now I want to see him pay the ultimate price. But they played a little ambiguous with his past, uh, wrong yeah. wrongdoings in the past at the beginning, and right. he get you with that charisma with bray bray's never gonna commit something i think i think they're smart enough to do that where he's gonna <clears> stay more in the anti-hero mold rather than really cross the line the stuff with him is yes but i mean come on it's not point of no return yeah how about uh, when it asks his baby where did you get this from yeah <laughs> <laughs> how old is this baby another for another no is his baby like two yeah she i think she's two now yeah yeah, because that was that WrestleMania, like right after, right? She got pregnant. I thought for that. I was like, but I was like, I don't think the baby talks yet, too. <laughs> they're they're going to be the same for dubs. But go ahead. Sorry. Um, so I didn't like the end, uh, though, with Bray, or not with Bray, with Daniel. When he was standing in there with the mallet, Bray disappeared, and then Daniel just smacks the mallet down. He looks at the title, smacks it down, down in the center of the ring, and then just mm-hmm. walks off. It was awkward. There's a little awkwardness there, yeah. I agree. Yeah, at first it looked like he was going to smash the belt, which yeah, makes no did. sense because he wants the belt, right? Yeah. Unless it was the Fiend belt because he yes. the Fiend has his own belt. That would make sense to want to smash that, even though it's like seven grand. Oh, you're right, you guys. <laughs> this was a little bit weird at the end. Not yeah. too weird where it ruined everything for me. But. Right. Because as soon as he started celebrating, getting on the ropes, then it was like all forgotten. 
I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Royal Rumble, I'm pretty sure we'll see Bray versus Daniel Bryan, and I look forward to how they're going to build that over the next month. Yeah, and Bryan, you know, he he requested that this, you know, not have the the uh, finale at this pay-per-view and to continue on and brian's great he's got a great mind for the business and storytelling so you know with him and bray both working on this i think it could be really good yeah and i want everyone to start tweeting at wwe at bray wyatt everyone that we need the muscle man bray wyatt yes. to wrestle at an upcoming pay-per-view at least, and Muscle Man Bray Wyatt still looks like an athlete. He's you yeah, know coming out the headband with the Zubas to the music. He's got to prefer ride. that than sweater, than Mister Rogers Bray. Yes, make plumbers, that happen. By the way, Plumbers Crack Bray. Did you see that again during the replay? I keep going back to that when he attacked Miz backstage. It's freaking Plumbers Crack. I, I'm, I'm assuming that was an accident, right? Of course it was. <laughs> got to get his track belt, man. Got to get a track. Have you guys, I mean, this is really Damn random. Damn man, move. Yeah. I've been making this recommendation everyone in my life. They don't know I'm what Kevin they have this Christmas. Have you guys owned a track belt before? Like core, one of those ones that have the teeth? They're, they're like belts, but you don't do it like a typical buckle. Mm. It's got like a little, a quarter of an inch. It's got a track on the belt itself. So you mm. adjust it through the day. It's like perfect fit. Your pants will never fall down again. Everyone's got to get on this bandwagon. Now it's the, <laughs> I'm buying them for everyone for Christmas. Give they're me so, one. So I've seen it. I'll try. Yeah, it. they're mm. really cool. Really cool stuff. Uh, you need to give me show sponsor crap. You won't give me this either. <laughs> or maybe I'll send a little something to Mr. Uh, Matt Morgan in Longwood. Uh, what size pants do you wear, Matt? Uh, 36. It's getting okay. personal. Yes. Um, so uh, let's talk about what happened after this, which was Bobby Lashley versus Rusev in a tables match. I think I figured it out, guys. This is a bad storyline, but Jerry, Lee, Jerry Lawler is making the storyline five times worse yes. than it actually is. He, he's annoying the hell out of me. I forgot to bring that up earlier. Yeah. He's annoying the hell out of me. I, and he's one half of one of my favorite commentating duos of all time. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's uh it's sad. Um it is sad. It he's is, just he's he's just sad. not yeah. I always liked the heel and the baby face commentator dynamic, but yeah, Lawler's just outdated. Yeah, he really yeah. He is and, and he keeps trying to catch the younger guys. Like he said something to Joe during the, the, the main event. He said something to Joe about, like, Joe said something about, you know, one of them's going to, uh, the Kabuki Warriors are going to put the Molly Wop on, whatever. Those two, uh, you know, he's like, the rat? Like, trying to make fun of him. Like, dude, that's someone with Joe. He's cool as shit. Stop. You're not, Jerry. Settle down. Right. Don't try to call a dude out who's everybody thinks is universally cool and is with today's culture and pop culture and all that other stuff. And you're way out of the loop. So don't try to, like, make fun of people. It just sounds, it makes him look worse. I think Lawler called uh, Kyrie Sane Asuka once, or vice versa in that match. Kabuki too. Warrior number one, or uh, Curtis Warren was like Kabuki Warrior number Something two, or number one. Yeah, it seemed like he didn't really know who was who. And <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. I won't point mess that up. Yes. Yeah, I, I guess I'd go back and watch it. But it, yeah, Joe, on the other hand, they Joe found something in him. Good. I mean, okay, so here's my deal with that. I was going to tell you to, at the end. I'm nervous for him. Here's why I'm nervous for him because he's really good at this. Mm -hmm. But he ain't going to get paid what he would get paid as what, in my opinion, he should be as a main event act. Yeah. Um, and get at least one opportunity with that title and see what he could do with it. Um, I wish. Yeah. Just, this is my wish list we're talking here. Um, so I'm worried about him because he is so damn good. They're going to keep him on that is what I'm worried about. 
Yeah. yeah. But back in the day, you know, when Lawler, when he was first commentating, he was a wrestler, too, and he was in that feud with Bret Hart, and they he would do both. So if they could do it where he does both, I think. Because Monday Night Raw commentary, it's no good when it's just Lawler and Vic Joseph. Joe, they need Joe there. That's a lot of edge and, and attitude. And to, like He believes everything he's saying. You could feel it. I was like, wow, I, I didn't know he had that in him either. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah, Joe is just so sharp. He knows the product. He knows everyone. Vic is so good. He clearly does his homework and research. And Lawler is out there. The Olympic sex joke. Jesus, he's been telling uh, that joke for forty years now. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Joe, he's also very believable. You don't. It doesn't come across like he's trying to play a character or uh, you know. He's just. You just believe what he's saying. I hope they don't ruin him. I hope Vince doesn't start getting in his ear. I thought it was interesting. Was it Graves that made uh, the the comparison, of, uh, comparing him to Taz? Yeah, or, yeah, Taz and Michael Cole. Yeah, Ow, Taz was Taz was really good at the beginning. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, so Bobby versus Rusev. Lana was out there. Uh, you know, they tried. I actually, I like that spot where they were on the ring apron. Um, where Bobby's on the ring apron, Rusev's in the ring, and they've each got a, la- a table behind them, and they were trying to lift the other one through. I thought that was cool. I thought this didn't go big enough with the moments, um, but the outcome of Bobby winning, I thought, was interesting. I agree. Oh, I, I think that's the way to do it. Um, if the babyface wins right off the bat, it kind of ends it. Right off the bat, this has been going on for the better part of my 40s. This is their first match, though. And they stress this out. Yeah, they definitely stress this out. <laughs> yeah. um, and I know, Roger, you, you dig it because it does a number. It, it has been, right? Like, well, I, I, I'm not a big fan of how it's been executed, but I do like storylines. I think that this has been badly executed, but it has been working uh, to an extent in, in the sense that it doesn't lose viewers. It gains usually. Right. Um, so in that sense. And, you know, Rusev is more over than he was before this. I heard somebody else saying that recently too. By the way, yeah, he is. He definitely is. And he is not Rusev Day, not a no. chant. No, it's he him. is You're right. So, but yeah, to keep it going, you, you, you kind of need Lashley to win. He and it's a tables match, so it doesn't really hurt Rusev either. Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of assumed that that's what they were going to do here. I don't care when this comes on each week. I get it. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't have watched. I wouldn't. That's not something, and I know I get on them about storylines, and I want character, right? right? So I'm being hypocritical by by not giving them their credit here for sticking with storyline and character driven stuff right now. It just doesn't. It's not my cup of tea as far as character stuff that I would want to watch. Well, yeah, when you say you want characters and storylines, it's got to be good characters and good storylines. You know, like just someone like uh, on, what's that? Desperate we are for them to be doing that, though. Like, yeah. I got, I got to like tip the cap to him, but he's trying. <laughs> right. It's a bad storyline, but hey, at least doing something. <laughs> I thought the Mike and Maria version of this was actually better. Than oh, the you don't think so, Raj? Come no, on, this, no. why they, did you feel terrible for him? I because it was cool. no, it was help. That was helping nobody. At least this is helping Rusa. Oh, that was just bearing Mike. Like the payoff, Mike was beat his wife in a mat. Like, yeah, it's good. Point. <laughs> yeah, it was just humiliating that. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I just think, Maria. I mean, compare Maria to Lana, just in terms of who is a better promo. I mean, no, oh, yeah, for sure. But you know, she was obviously going to be off screen soon too because you know she's pregnant. Yeah. And we'll never find out who the actual father is. Oh, next. Um, 
So after that, uh, Angela Dawkins, Montez Ford backstage, hyping up the main event tonight. Uh, so after Bobby Lashley won, gave him the advice to get a bisectomy. Um, then we saw, uh, we heard the fight going on backstage. Roman brawling with Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, the rival in the New Day were involved. The Street Profits jumped in. And then we cut to a break. We came back to the main event, the TLC match for the women's tag team titles. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus the Kabuki Warriors. Now, this tech, this is the main event of the show. I uh, tweeted this. Interesting bookends to the decade. The first pay-per-view, 2010's Royal Rumble. There was a 10 Divas women's match, a dark match. Didn't even make it on TV. Here we are, the end of the decade. The women are main eventing TLC, the last pay-per-view of the decade. And uh, I wanted to gripe about there not being more women's matches on the show. But I think this was the longest match uh, that we saw tonight definitely up there and uh yes a little messy as we talked about before but overall matt i mean this was super entertaining this is this was i know you guys don't agree with me on this but this this was my favorite match i thought i uh, matt I, you, watch it again <clears throat> <laughs> i thought it was just really sloppy yeah i love all the women in this match i think charlotte is you know i've said it many times that i think she's the biggest star of the of the women star potential becky is the biggest star right now and the kabuki warriors i think are awesome i think Kyrie sane is uh has all the potential in the world but there was one spot where they took like 40 minutes to set up a ladder uh it was just it just got very sloppy they're throwing chairs she's trying to throw chairs in the ring and it was hitting them in the face um it was it was just very sloppy to me and uh, again i'm a big fan of all of them but it just didn't click to me well just so you know when you throw a chair in the ring like when you throw it the way Kyrie did you purposely know it's not going to land in the ring no she i think she can get it over the top rope she, she did it again though she did it again like a chest like go back and watch it's like a chest pass basketball pass it's not how you throw a chair in the ring you throw you fl- you flim it like a like a frisbee sideways if you're gonna throw it through the ropes like she was there's no way they didn't walk through that i thought that because she did it again when the camera finally came back on her later on after trying to throw a couple in there and then charlotte and becky started throwing them beaming them right back at her and then they came out and they they, they cornered her that's when that told me that was a spot she's supposed to look like a psycho crazy girl and was flipping out and having a little tantrum and it didn't work out like that's the way i saw that i didn't really see it as that f up even like the announcers kind of make it seem like it was but if you go back and watch it uh, again i think when Kyrie that first one hit her in the face i feel like she got knocked loopy because i think from that point on she was just off like she you know she was 300 opportunities for her to have a concussion i mean i can name 10 other things i was like she yeah. hit the ladder awkwardly a bunch of different times when it wasn't she, she shouldn't have. But I, I don't know. The intensity of this, these girls went at it, except at the end with Charlotte and Becky's weak chair shots. But overall, I mean, again, I look at the end package as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely bled, paid them, uh, bled, sweated, and paid for the price, brother. Um, and it was <laughs> They totally did. And uh, the Kabuki Wars got more over, I thought, in the process, especially Asuka. But um, to me, again, as a wrestler, I'm watching this going, oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, hell no, I'll walk doing that. So maybe that has something to do with why I yeah. like so. hmm. I was impressed by Asuka. I think I'm, I usually am. I thought this was the sloppiest match she's been in, but I thought she looked really good here. I thought Becky Becky did not impress me in this. Um, she was getting others over. I, I was really, I actually was, I that did impress me that hmm. she came into this to help get the others over, I thought. 
Do you know what I mean? By agreeing to be tied up like that and whatnot. Like, that wasn't corny looking, I thought. The tie-up spot, I thought that was cool. I thought that was innovative. No, I, I like that. She when she got out. I like the rope the rope spot, too, where they pulled the rope. And I mean, they, they did look, you know, again, the effort in this match was, you know, it was there. They were definitely, they busted their ass, but I thought the end result was uh, it's not good. Well, I miss the green mist. They sold it so much as Asuka's thing. Now these last couple matches that haven't had it, like I'm waiting dude, for that spot. Mi- missed after all that? Dude, that's yeah. like Cherry on top. <laughs> Seriously, they, they're, getting, they're getting shot with a gun and somebody's stabbing you with a butter knife after. No, but they were so creative in this match. That's I mean, I'm not meaning to nitpick, but that would have been a really cool additional spot with all the other elaborate stuff they did. Or Even like the she, miss, she misses and hits the ref or something like that. Something. With actually, that actually would have made some sense. It's a temporary blindness. So it's yeah. not something that keeps somebody down selling for 30 seconds where you climb a ladder. It's, it's something you blow in their face, spit in their face, mm-hmm. and pull them up one, two, three, and the ladies run around like the ring like that for about 10 seconds afterwards. Well, yeah. let me tell you, super impressed that with tying Becky to the ladder, how that came into play later, that the rope was still on the ladder, knotted on the ladder. Like that was some next level setup and payoff Seriously. that you never how, see in the WWE. How the Hardys. I never thought of this, or the Dudleys, or Christian and Edge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this was really well done. I don't know. Yeah, they came up with some innovative stuff. I think they need to come up with something for Becky. I think they need to get her in a big storyline because I, I feel like these last couple, you know, Survivor Series that main event, which that that stunk up the joy. Um, Do you think it's Charlotte then? Do you think it's another tag team opportunity with Charlotte versus these two again, and then finally the Mega Powers explode again for the fifteenth time? I don't know. I mean, fight each other. Becky and Charlotte who just seems so. Who does she have though? Who, who am I missing? Shayna, but Shana? not until next year. Ew. Mm. Hey, even Shayna. I mean, I, I know you guys are bigger fans of hers than I. Am. I hate her. No, don't steal my <laughs> hating on her. I'm the, the original hater on Shayna. <laughs> I, like... I don't like her promo, but I think she's very credible, and I think that um, if Ronda ain't coming back, Shayna's the next best thing. Yeah, she. No. Uh, Hey, okay. Who would you put Becky in a feud with? Oh, okay. Yeah, she's fresh. Um, I would, <laughs> they should, but for uh, WrestleMania, mm. no. Why not build up what's her name? They did a terrible job with her. In the first day, they were doing really good. The, the lady, Sasha, Sasha should be good. Lacey, they should have done, they really should have built her up. I'd say Ray, Ray, Rhea Ripley, but she's kind of she's NXT for now. Oh. Yeah, I actually I could see that. So Justin Lopez is writing Ky- Kyrie got concussed after Becky threw a monitor at her head accidentally. Oh, that right. yeah, yeah, I could yeah. see that was taking all the crap off the table. Yep. Yeah, world that was early on. Yeah, still she still weighs eighty pounds, and yeah. a lot of girls make that mistake when they, it's the first time trying to put themselves through a table with somebody lying on it. If someone's lying on it, you got to do it the way Becky did. You see Becky mm. do the butt drop off the top. That's how you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there were like two or three times where she couldn't uh, break through the table. So Asuka and Kari Sane won Asuka retrieving the belts. Um, so this is my issue, man. With Asuka, they've rebuilt her dominance, right? With Kari, they've given her the mist. She's yeah. gotten these victories. She's got her mojo back in her winning streak. And then she doesn't even get a chance to celebrate her music hits. And out comes this stupid backstage brawl with Roman and Corbin. Um, which we only see on TV for like 20 seconds, just enough for Corbin to, to spear or for Roman to spear Corbin. And then we go I off agree. the air. Okay. At first I don't, I didn't agree, but the way you just said it right now is, is 
because I was kind of surprised that it ended that way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they get a moment to Roman at the end. What the freak? Like, you just beat Becky Lynch. Okay, granted, you didn't pin her, but Becky Lynch just lost a match. Your champion yeah. just lost a match, no less. And this is supposed to be the crowning, a crowning achievement, another level picked, uh, lifted higher for the uh, Kabuki Warriors. Why would you not send it off with them? Yeah. I would have had Asuka do something dastardly to Becky to win at the end. So that sets up Becky and Asuka. It sets up a challenger for Becky. And uh, Why couldn't she just go crazy with a kendo stick and just start freaking, as soon as Roman Reigns gets up, smash him over the head with it? Yeah, yeah. She should have green-misted Baron Corbin. That was going to go off there. Mid, bro. This is back to the perception, right? When you see this kind of an angle being done, they would not do this at the end of a Brock Lesnar match or an Undertaker Hell match, right? No. no, 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 I agree. And so the, it just shows that they don't, it's not at that yeah. level. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But strong enough to close the show, they felt as far as the last match. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't, I feel like they should not have had that stupid brawl come out. After right as soon as it, it's so contrived, it comes out as soon as the match ends. Look like a clown car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was goofy. It was it's, goofy. It's a notch above the twenty four seven Congo line. Yes, uh, yes. That's <laughs> the feeling I had. If I got to where I thought everybody was, so I was like, "Oh, it rain." I don't get it, man. Uh, so hey, that was... someone says someone says you're looking dashing tonight. Oh, well, thank there you. Go. All right. Well, thank, thanks for the Klein donation. I, pre- I appreciate when people uh, toss money at me to tell me how good I look. You know? <laughs> thank you, Mrs. Rubenstein. You're very nice. Jesus, Mrs. Rubenstein. Actually, Mrs. Rubenstein is not even my mom. My mom uses her maiden name. Jeez, Mrs. Rubenstein just sounds so old all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think anyone has ever called my wife that, except maybe at the bank. Um, <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so that was TLC 2019 tonight. Yep. <laughs> it's some good home there, Glenn. Um. <laughs> I mean, the Bray stuff. Okay, I'm very excited where we're going because the Royal Rumble's next. They were hyping it up tonight. Everything right now is about, I mean, the build starts. I know we've In got the weeks. holiday coming up. Yes, yeah. but the seeds were planted tonight. So we got Bray versus Daniel Bryan, but it's going to be a new version, not what we saw last time. Um with the holiday coming, I'm worried. I'm worried we're going to get corny stuff. They could get away with some decent backstage Bray stuff. That doesn't take much of anything to do, right? That's basic stuff. They don't need to have a giveaway match or anything like that over if the holiday. If they dress up Bray like Santa. Uh, <laughs> but that could kind of work, though, in a weird uh, way. A crazy version. Like a crazy Santa? The Fiend with the Santa costume. No, dude, you can't do it with the Fiend. The Fiend but cannot... <laughs> that beer touch of the fiends face, it's over. Yeah. It's over. I'm talking freaking what's his name? Walk to the wall and falling down. That's over. putting the the gold wig on gold. Shockmaster? <laughs> yeah. Shockmaster, yes. Uh, muscle <laughs> man's Santa. <There> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so what else we got? Any news stories? Anything else? Uh, yeah, so you guys were uh, on Friday. We were talking a little bit about the drug testing. Uh, Bobby Roode last week and Primo. Um, there were two Primo Cologne. Uh, so that that rumor that people purposely doing it that applied to Primo, not Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's not trying to get out of his contract or anything. But there have been rumors that Primo and Epico want to go back to Puerto Rico. They've been wrestling for their dad's promotion. Uh, they want to release. Um, and I know you guys mentioned pot. You don't get uh, a, a wellness violation for pot. You do yeah, get a yeah. You get a twenty five hundred dollar fine. Uh, so on, on Ryback's podcast, we were talking like we went 
we went really in depth on how the the drug testing works in WWE. And so, yeah, so basically it's several times a year. It's not every week. It's not, it's like four or five times a month. And yeah, so they, they have a doctor who goes there, watches you pee. <laughs> there you go. Uh, with women, they have their a women doctor who who's there with them. Um, the, so they did it when I was there, even with Impact. You had to pull down full. They're watching you with your gimmick inside the cup pissing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'll tell you, did they tell you how that happened and why that happened? With the in TNA or in general, in drug testing in general with wrestling. Well, at first it's, it was after the Chris Benoit stuff, right? Yeah, well, that's originally why the steroids. Yeah, Senator Henry Waxman basically made, got it mandated. But no, no, to actually. If you're a guy and they go, oh yeah, yeah, they they'd use the prosthetic penises, right? Yes, and they they buy someone's urine or trade it. Use the fake one; it'd come with fake urine too. Um, that, it's like powder, and it would somehow go into. I don't. I never understood how it worked, but supposedly it worked that way. But that's why they started. Because I remember one, I was like, "Why do you have to be in here? This is weird, dude." Right. I remember saying that, and I was like, "Sorry, man, it's part of the protocol." And <laughs> found out the guy in NXT or FCW, I believe it was at the time. Somebody in developmental screwed all this up for everybody by having a different colored prosthetic, you know what, than what his skin type, dead serious. Yeah. So it was like a, um, I'm not joking. It was a guy, um, uh, I forget his ethnic background, but uh, was using a pale as bleep prosthetic, you know what. And the doctor's like, and I'm dead serious. And that's what started giving away. And that's when word got out that some of these guys were using fake gimmicks. Yeah. I mean, Luger had talked about because WWF used to test really hardcore after the steroid trial in like uh, from like 92 to. And that's when all the superstars were gone. Road Warriors, Warrior, Bulldog, all these like big jacked up guys uh, were soon gone from the promotion. But that's how like Luger was able to to beat the tests. And he had said in interviews, like he would use that, that prosthetic, you yeah. know, like replacing the urine. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. But so someone like me, I was like, the next, like all of a sudden I had a left field of guys in there with me. I was like, this is really weird. What's going on here? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's only for contracted, you know, full-time talent. So like a Brock yeah, Lesnar, or triple expensive. H Vince McMahon, they don't get tested. Obviously it's expensive. Tests, that's another reason why. Yeah. And uh, if you're not there, they will have you go to a lab and, and take the test. So, um, what did he say about uh, GH? Uh, so you can get so they have TUEs for TRT, but that's pretty much it. Other everything else, uh, GH goes quickly, right? But I think they do have tests now that that can. They used to not be able to have it, and I, my whole thing was like, well, there's probably still dudes going to be cheating because I was looking forward to that when they took steroids out of wrestling because for me that was going to be my advantage. Mm-hmm. Because I'm natural, I'm healthy, I don't have to take that crap, and um, so for someone my size, it helps me. Like it did Kevin Nash, if you guys remember. Right. Ball is always going to be tall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gh goes out of your system pretty fast, right? So you have to like catch it within. I'm forgetting what it is. Uh, there's one of those drugs that used to they they used to not have a test for it because it, it just went so quickly, but I think they do now. Um, and then, yeah, prescription drugs, you know, Roman Reigns, when he failed that drug test, I remember a lot of people were assuming it was steroids, but it was Adderall. Yeah. And so, yeah, pres- prescription drugs. Do you know what happened with Bobby? No. Yeah. Um, so 
with with the rumors that Primo, I mean, are Primo and Epico traveling? Or are they still showing up for TV every week? I don't know exactly what happened in their case, but if you're if you're so it's a. I, I believe it's a random list that they have. It's not everyone gets tested. Right. So uh, if your name is on there and you're not there, they have you go to, you know, a clinic or whatever. So if he wasn't at TV, they, you know, they would have had him go. And if you fail, they'll come to your house. Right. Yeah. And they could come to your house to do the test. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of your contract. You, you agree to that. Yeah. But they're in Puerto Rico, so they would have to find, you know. Oh, yeah. Unless, you know, unless they flew back for whatever reason, but yeah. That's interesting when I say that, Raj. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, last thing, Chris Jericho held a, a backstage meeting. He talked about it on Conan's podcast. He said the stuff in the tag team wrestling stuff in AEW had been driving him crazy with people not tagging in and out and be, being able to just stay in the ring forever. It, it, that had been driving me crazy, too. Uh, that there's no rules, you know, pretty much that you can do whatever you want. He said he held a meeting specifically talked, you know, to the Lucha brothers about, yeah, needing to tag in now, use the tag rope and they're, you know, they're going to be doing it. So Chris Jericho is just so invaluable to that promotion. Oh my, I was just thinking the same exact thing. I was yeah. thinking the same damn thing. Yeah. And if these guys are smart, it dropped their freaking ego. It's Chris Jericho PS. And you know, it's like when I got to SmackDown, like the rock, having like a locker room, you know, meeting like that and trying to help some of the younger guys out. You'd be an idiot. Right. Not shut your mouth and listen. Yeah. Cause Jericho's not even in the tag. It's not like he's you trying to get anything out of it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He's just trying to help oh, everyone else out and help the product. You know, what would be even better though, is if they build upon this uh, and have Jericho on dynamite, do the Festivus airing of grievances and Jericho just gets there and criticizes everyone in AEW. <laughs> like a TV version of this would be gold. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho this, could pull it off. This is what's good about having veterans in the business, honestly. Good good ones that actually really are trying, not like haters, you know, that get old right. and, bitter and whatnot, but guys that actually want to help others improve. Right. They're yeah. lucky to have him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh speaking of which I was just thinking of that for some reason. Um on the New Days podcast, I think it was uh, Xavier Woods that was saying that the writers were saying every time someone pitches a character, doesn't matter if you're a veteran or rookie, every storyline, every angle ends with, and that's when I win the title. It's always the same pitch. <laughs> like Bob Hollywood. Bob Hollywood. He was like that, right? Like he, <laughs> his was always, wasn't he always just suggesting like he beats everyone? <laughs> yes. Yes. But not even like, not even like, like a drawn out storyline. Matter of fact, like. Yeah. When are you, when are you strap on me? Right, like so. After I beat Taker, you build me up to WrestleMania, then I win the title. <laughs> You're champion. Right, I'll, I'll be over. <laughs> I'll listen to that Jericho and Conan O'Brien's podcast, uh, which is very good. I've listened to it before; it's quite enjoyable. Wait, what? He said Jericho was on Conan's podcast. No, oh, Co- no, Conan. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> oh, wait, what is Jericho no. doing on Conan? The wrestlers' pot. Yeah, I mean, like, no offense to Conan. I think we buy ad spots on that episode, but it's like. <laughs> That's kind of a low rent podcast. No, again, I, I, do it. I listen. I can't listen to Disco though. He annoys the living hell out of me. <laughs> I mean, no, Jericho Conan and Jericho are good friends, and Jericho yeah. was trying to start a podcast network. He had Conan as yeah. one of his uh, podcasts on there. Nate Dogg does a good job, actually. Jericho should be on Conan O'Brien's podcast because it's a Turner podcast. Well, yeah. like, synergy, the whole thing. Like, but really, the, Conan, does Conan have a podcast? Yeah, yeah, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. It's actually a very good podcast. Yeah, I need to check that out. I love Conan. I yeah. used to. 
Yeah, same here. I, that's that perception thing again. Once he was dropped from NBC and was TBS, I never watched him again, even though I still oh, like him. Yeah. It's huh. just once, you, once you're perceived as minor league, it, it overall numbers drop. True. In fact, part of the reason his talk show went back to half an hour is because now he's doing more podcast and web content. So, oh, that's cool. I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, excellent, guys. So he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Raj Geary underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. And tomorrow night in 24 hours, we're going to do this all again to talk about Monday Night Raw, the fallout from TLC 2019. And yeah, we're entering the holiday season. So it's going to be, in theory, there's not going to be much going on, but we'll see. <laughs> Until uh, till the new year, until football season's over here, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in live tonight. Amazing live audience came out for this. If you like the podcast, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. You know the drill. And we'll see you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Make that Glenn meme. Get- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.